Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes with Phil, as we continue Timothy, my son. 1 Timothy 5, verses 9 and 10. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she's over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. It's interesting that there is actually a list. Apparently, this isn't about meeting someone's needs once in a while, but regularly. It's the family of God practicing the one another's of the New Testament to make sure that widows in need aren't overlooked. So, which widows should you be helping? The list began with truly being in need, with no family support available. Now, Paul continues the list. She's over 60 has been faithful to her husband, is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. That's quite a list. Why over 60? Wasn't life expectancy 30 or something? Well, it was actually not much different from us, with most people living into their 70s and even their 80s. The average lifespan was much lower, however, because there were so many who died when they were very young. Psalm 90 verse 10 refers to three score and ten as the expectation, and since the score is 20, that would mean about 70 years. Besides that, when a widow was younger, there would be a much higher chance that she would remarry, and that's the biblical expectation. One of the reasons people married was to provide for one another, the kinsman-redeemer concept. Remember Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz? That was God's plan of taking care of each other, including our extended family. My mother was widowed when she was 59, and it came as a complete shock. My mom and dad were married for about 39 years, and suddenly, one day, my dad was gone. Mom was still pretty young, but also pretty independent. She lived until she was 89, so that ended up being nearly 30 years of flying solo. Over the years, as you would expect, many people would say to her, living on her own, Dorothy, you need a man. And her standard reply was, why would I want to break in another one? Marriage is hard. So is living as a widow. It's really a matter of choose your set of problems. Neither option is easy, but historically, those in a committed marriage will have an easier time making ends meet. When that support is no longer there, it definitely complicates things. So, Timothy, make things easier for widows who are older and have proven faithful through the years. So now we're beginning to talk about reputation. Help widows who've been faithful to their husbands and faithful to the Lord. What does it mean to be faithful to your husband? or for that matter, to your wife. As I said in the section on elder qualifications, I don't believe it's just about remaining married, but also about not having wandering eyes. You may, may be able to make the argument that viewing and using pornography isn't technically adultery. Unsuccessfully, in my opinion. But if I asked the spouse if it was being unfaithful, I'm pretty sure most would say yes. And those who said no... I'd want to have a serious conversation with them. So in this case, the woman Jesus met at the well in Samaria in John 4 need not apply. 
Does that sound right? She was not only living with a guy, but she had five previous husbands. Surely she would be disqualified. But something happened when she met the Lord. All we know is that after this encounter, she spread the word about Jesus and many Samaritans became followers. Presumably, this would have included her. Presumably, with the Lord's help, she would have straightened her life out. Her life, as messy as it was, would be redeemed. But would she still be disqualified from assistance because of her past? I think that's where the final list comes into play, for they all point toward a life of Christian service, good deeds such as raising her kids, being hospitable, which would have included foot washing, and meeting people at their point of need. She would be someone who's a good example of Christian living. Her actions match up to her faith. And I'd have to believe that these qualifications would have to be seasoned with a great deal of grace. This would especially be the case when a need becomes apparent and the reaction of the church would be to do what it could. Perhaps that could be someone with an immediate need and they need a handout. Perhaps it would be a transient person coming through town. But if you're going to put them on the list as someone who's going to be receiving regular support from the church, stewarding well the resources of the ministry requires some qualifying. See you next time on 5 Minutes with Phil, Timothy, my son.